Another Canadian destroyer? What is this flippy shit? Kenny, it's Izzy the Prodigy here. Kenny, Brandon, what's going on? Chris Van Fleet here. I hope the episodes just keep getting better and better and better and stacking them up like New Day pancakes. It was the biggest accomplishment of your podcast. So send me a thank you, write me a nice letter, tweet me, DM me, FaceTime me, MySpace me for Christ's sake. Brandon. <laughs> What's what? up with these fancy graphics, man? This is insane. What do you mean? Do you see? Did, did, did people see this out in chat land? I mean, we, not, we in, got, we not got in fancy. audio land. In audio <laughs> land. Like... Brent, geez, you're trying to interrupt me already? Come on now. In audio <laughs> land, all they hear is our beautiful melodic toads. So make sure oh. you have your podcasting voice on today. Good morning, guys. It is pretty early. And uh, we have Hollis on the chat, Fernando. (laughs) (laughs) All Elite Podcast, I think I know who this is. Time for another Brandon for Your Thoughts podcast. (laughs) I I give you a hint. I don't think that's Tiff. That is Brandon's number one fan, Kyle Masters, all the way up in Canada. You see, even Hollis knew. I was like, oof, Kyle. Like, you didn't have to question who that was. It's just, there's there's little things. Like, when I tweet out, when I tweet out like, good wrestling takes, like, people know it's me. When it's something horny, people know it's you. Wow. Just like you when Brent, I, I won't even say it, but Brandon comes on air, and, like, his background is just, like, girls kissing. Anyway. Dude, it's so cool that they updated uh, the Skype thing so I could do all this cool stuff with the, with no. the green screen. I love it. No. I'm loving it. No. This is going to be great, man. My coffee, so many. my coffee's pretty bitter today, bro. It's almost as bitter uh, as like mm. wrestling fans after AEW won the freaking <laughs> Wednesday Night War. That's right, man. That the was, demo guy. He by, told everybody. By the way, that, know. that wasn't even on purpose. Uh, the coffee really was bitter, so that was a genuine reaction, but you know. We'll go with it, Brandon. <laughs> weird energy. Is, is it me, by the way, or is it like a weird energy today? I feel it from like everybody. Coffee. I feel it from everybody. It's a weird energy. Brandon. Brandon's got a weird energy. <laughs> people, people on Instagram, I love y'all to death. But you know, I don't want to say weird. Like I don't want anyone to think it's bad energy. But you mm-hmm. know, today feels different. Today feels different. different. It's Friday. Yeah. We're working for the weekend. I'm ready to party, man. COVID party. That's where I'm going. Uh oh. Wait, wait, wait. The, it says Ollie Podcast says, "Oh, relax. I love Kenny. I think." Now oh, I'm starting. To, now I'm starting it? to think it's Tiff. You got a question? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but Brandon, speaking of questioning, yes, uh, speaking of questioning things, have you heard like what happened? Of like Jeff Hardy apparently is not happy with this storyline. Is it supposedly I don't know if I right? That's what I was gonna say. Do you this believe is that? Weird. No, I, I think there's some nonsense they're floating out there. Because I've heard, uh, I've heard he was okay with the with the storyline, and I've heard that right. he, uh, you know, um, was almost empowered through it. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I would say, yeah, especially because th- I'm assuming that's going to be the payoff, unless you think it's just like you know the company messing with him or ribbing him a little bit. That's why the storyline is the way it is. I don't, but I don't know. I don't put it past them, but at the same time, I don't, I don't think it's that serious. You yeah, know, maybe it's, that's just my point of view. Um, <laughs> holy podcast X Files theme. Maybe it's Kyle and Tiff together. Maybe they're just Did sitting there, both on the YouTube account, just throwing up comments, trying to trying to mess with trying us. Trying to confuse you know? us. Who's trying who? to confu- They're trying to confuse us more than the horror show at Extreme Rules. What the hell? An eye for an eye. I'm so confused about what's going to happen between Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio. 
so I know, right? <laughs> no, wait. Would it, would it be cooler to have you know Seth Rollins come out and like an eye patch for like the next couple of months? I mean, Rey Mysterio's be... been doing that already. Yeah, with the mask or, with the black. Yeah. Or is this like the end of Rey Mysterio? That's what I'm thinking. Like, like his the, the rumors of his contract being up. Maybe maybe this is kind of his swan song, you know. Yeah. But then it's kind of like 2020 is going to be a weird year if that's like the last that we ever see of Rey Mysterio in WWE. Like, imagine like looking back on that. But like like you know, because obviously 2020 is just the year. Like if if 2020 were a person, it'd definitely be Brandon. Like it's just completely <laughs> out there, doesn't make sense. Wow. You know, you you want to get rid of it as quickly as possible. Um, <laughs> That's that's definitely 2020. But that being said, it's like, imagine, like, again, imagine not really un- knowing what happened in 2020. And looking back on the career of Rey Mysterio, again, assuming this is his swan song from WWE. And then seeing that the last <laughs> you ever saw of Rey Mysterio was him getting, like, a corkscrew to the eye and just, like, getting pulled, getting pulled out. Like, <laughs> I had to leave WWE because I had to have surgery on my left eye. Yeah, because it's time. It's time to push Dominic. You know, Dominic's coming up, and like I still want. I want to pay off for you know this greater good thing they've been harping on all this time. I feel like, like now I kind of want. I want the payoff for it now. Yeah. I don't know if like I'd want him to string it out and have you know Rollins losing that instead, and then I got to wait for the greater good <laughs> later on. But we'll see. I guess. I don't, I don't know, man. I feel like you know WWE is definitely a. Um play it by ear right now or play it by eye i guess um but a lot of people became a wwe shit because wwe wanted crowds back by SummerSlam, and um obviously that we're not getting crowds back by SummerSlam. so now they're shooting for september and people are going online and they're like oh my god you see wwe doesn't care about the fans this and this and the guys wait they're like wait hold on a second wwe's a business right they're going to be optimistic about bringing fans in obviously they wanted they sh- they were aiming for SummerSlam, but the way the world is, because people like Brandon don't wear their masks when they go out, Tell we that. have to stay inside a little bit. Now we have to watch this horror show instead of watching a live event. Now we have to watch this swamp ass event, you know, and and, and stuff. And apparently, my Starbucks account has three dollars and eight cents, so it's asking me to refill that. You can stay patient. That is, but hey, what I'm saying is. It's WWE is always going to aim for something, right? Like, it's not a big deal. It's not like they're saying, like, we are going live back in September. If it doesn't happen in September, they're going to aim for October. You know, in other words, they're going to make plans to be able to have a crowd because good business is being prepared and not like all of a sudden, like, let's say vaccine comes out, everything's good and they can go live next week. Just as a bad example. What are, are they supposed to be like? Um, what do we do? No, they probably already have, you know, their live events. They probably have things all structured, safety measures, things like that, all planned out. That, that's not a bad thing. That is not a bad thing. Well, I, I think uh, just, you know, talking about having fans live, uh, NASCAR, I think over in Brist- and, uh, Bristol, I think they had an event and they had like 20 some thousand or you know, fans there. Yeah, I saw so that. I saw, yeah, I, I so maybe know. they could start. Maybe we can start opening it back up. Maybe I don't let's know, get the fans man. out. They're putting they're putting nooses in, in people's gar- uh, garages, <laughs> and then now they got fans coming back. I know, I, I know. But um, what's going on, NASCAR? What the hell? But yeah, but so yeah, if you know, it's looking like it's, it's kind of safe. I mean, maybe it's kind of outside, so maybe that's the thing. But 
I mean, look, no, they're, I mean, they're already bringing back sports. Dude, you got fans at this event. I mean, maybe WWE can wait, start. BC, I'm glad because I made a point of it last week and everyone was calling me dumb and I was getting heat for it. Uh, I was basically saying like, okay, guys, if WWE is going to wear a mask and yes, let's agree that WWE we're on the wrong side of things in, t- in terms of taking safety measures. AEW had it right. But if we're going to give that energy to WWE, we got to give it to AEW. And I was like, if AEW or doesn't have mass, that is a problem. And as we saw on AEW Dynamite, the first thing Brandon pointed out, I was like, oh, shit, they got masks on. And I'm like, yeah, Brandon, are you going to finally wear a mask? And he said, no. <laughs> No, I gotta give up the character, man. I gotta be like, no, I don't think MJF was wearing a mask or Wardlow was wearing a mask. I don't think, yeah, I I didn't see Wardlow or or MJF wearing a mask, but I feel like that's like, (laughs) like, like there's a wrestling, the wrestling fan of me was like, damn it, what what a great heel character, (laughs) you know, (laughs) to, uh, to have these two. You know, the elitists, if you will, like, you know, the, the, like rich boys not wear a mask. I don't know. It like fit perfectly uh, on a personal level. I'm like, come on, what the hell, man? Put on a mask. But still, you know. All right. What what if what if they required say say you do SummerSlam and you have fans, but you require the fans to wear masks? Like, well, just, would you be just, okay with just that? For the record, just for the record, they're they're not going to have um they're not going to have fans um, right, at SummerSlam. Right. But it, it, hypothetically, you're saying, right? Yeah. Yeah, so so hypothetically, yeah. I don't think I'd be okay with that because it's just um, it goes back to like, look, I don't want to make this a political debate or anything. It's not. It's about humanity. It's like all we need to do is just wear masks for like eight weeks or stay inside as much as humanly possible, and it would be done. It would just take eight weeks, but everybody's like starting hee hong and rights and this and that. And I get I get where you're coming from, but it's like I saw a post today and it was it was perfect. You know, it was a quote unquote a lady. I'm not going to mention who it is. You know, but uh, quote unquote Karen looking lady, you know what I mean? Like this, you know, pe- the, what people would call the stereotypical Karen. And she said in a post and I loved it. She said, do I think mass health COVID? No. Do I think um, do I think this is all, you know, fake and this is all up government uproar? Yes. Do I wear a mask? Absolutely. Because it's, you know. It's my responsibility, you know, for my fellow man and stuff, just in case, make people feel comfortable, this and that. And it's like, it's just a couple minutes, like I can do it. Like it's no harm, no foul. And I was like, you know, it's a great attitude to have because yes, she doesn't stand on the side of like wearing masks protects people, this and that, but she still does it because it's she feels it as her responsibility. You know what I mean? It's just, we can have different but isn't views. isn't that a problem, you know? Is, is she caving, you know? Cause it's She's like, not. Oh, is it just a mask? Or is there something more? She's not, but at the, it, it, that's the problem I have with, with, with America, right? I'm a proud American. <laughs> I have said it, I said it last week and I'll say it again. You know, it's, it's like a child that, you know, is going through a phase. It's like, it doesn't mean that I don't love my child. I love my country, but like people are so, when you put rights and freedom over, you know, humanity, I always have a problem with that. You know what I mean? The whole don't tell me what to do kind of thing. It's like, if you're in a don't tell me what to do kind of um, mindset, you've created ignorance. To me, hmm. it's like it's like you're instantly in an ignorant state because you're not willing to receive anybody else's opinions. We can have differing opinions. I have friends. We all like, you know, one of our good friends, Martin, me and him never agree on anything. But that's why. <laughs> but that's why we're such good friends, because it's like at the end of the day, we can share share a, a Moscow mule or share like a whiskey or something, a shot of whiskey and cheers each other. And I know that if I'm stranded four hours away, Martin's the first person that's going to show up in his car. Yeah, we have differing views, but at the end of the day, we care about each other. You know, and that's how it should be. 
that, that's how it should be, you know? Like, you know, me and Brandon don't agree on anything. But, you know, <laughs> I, I care about him because, you know, you're always supposed to help people lesser than you. <laughs> I think he thinks like... Brandon's a troll. Brandon's a troll. Like, let, let, let's, let's like admit this. Caretaker. Like, <laughs> let's admit this right now. Brandon, me, Brandon does not does not believe in half the shit that he says. He what? just says it to what? troll. Wow. He just says it to troll. No, I believe everything that I say. If you crack open Brandon's head, he's so full of shit to be overflowing out of his head. But um, oh, do you think? Do you think they'll have the the? talent like the actual wrestlers like in the segments just wearing masks no and, and that's, and that's where i say no like weird? no i don't think you should like you see again i'm being fair because i'm like if the performers are willing to go out there and do what they need to do like and get tested and stuff like that let them let them be without masks in front of the camera but if you got all these people standing around whether it's crew cameramen uh quote-unquote crowd like let them wear masks because they're not the focal point anyway you know what i mean so so to me no now, I won't mention names, but when you got the indie shows that are coming back and they have like, you know, even though they tell the crowd to wear masks and their performers not to, that's the one where I'm like, ah, that's a little irresponsible because it's like, you know, obviously no indie federation has the budget to be testing everybody. You know I mean, but I get at the same time, I get it because it's like a balance. Like, you know, obviously you don't want these indie feds to go out of business either. Because they're not running shows, so it's like there's just got to be a balance, you know, somewhere. Um, mm. There is no right answer. At the end of the day, there is no right answer. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Is like it's just about caring for people. You know what I mean? And trying your best to 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 work within that system. You know, so we don't have to talk about our rights. The, you know, at the end of the day, we're talking about like just. I care for Brandon and I love him. I want him to, I want him to thrive. You know, I am wow. his care, I am his caretaker after all. He's, he's like, I'm a father figure. I'm, gonna, I'm a father figure to Brandon. Brandon, yeah. Brandon does call me a father figure. He asked ask him if that's true. He's called me. He's like Kenny, the father he's figure. A, yeah. It's Father Kenny, man. That's his name. That's what we call him. But speaking of indie feds going out of business, what's this about NWA? Oh, well, you see, that's a little <laughs> bit of old news um, uh, oh, okay. because NWA did, um, there were rumors Raven um, had actually said he spoke to Billy Corgan and said, you know, NWA wasn't coming back. Uh, in that time, um, Billy Corgan has, okay, so so I'm getting confirmation, by the way, that the YouTube chat uh, has frozen for some reason. Who knows why? <laughs> so that's why I, I actually was wondering why no one was commenting. I thought Brandon had broken the internet again. <laughs> But I appreciate yeah, Hollis. Just like damn it, Brandon, it just stops. I appreciate Hollis telling me that. I'm gonna try to refresh it. But if it doesn't, if it doesn't start up, it doesn't start up. I mean, what are we gonna do? We gotta go with it. We're live, pal. We gotta go. We don't know. This is the, this, the chat yeah. doesn't work. COVID's rampant. We don't know what's going on here. Um, we're in the swamp. Man. We're, we're in, in the swamp, swamp right yeah. now. But um, as I was saying, it's what was I saying anyway? Uh, you're about Billy Corgan. Saying, oh, the NWA. Yeah. Um, so Billy Corgan, and, and guys, um, I know you won't be able to see it, but I'm going to try to load up the chat for you all here so I can at least respond to what you're saying. Um, right. But yeah, Billy Corgan uh, went out and said, you know, basically that uh, not a true, not true. NWA is coming back. So all of that, you know, and, and you don't want anyone to ever lose their jobs anyway. Um, by the way, you know the K cup of the week. It says Brandon. That was supposed to be. That was supposed, <laughs> to, be, that, that was supposed to be a placeholder. 
and uh, and uh, <laughs> but you know, I'm part of the, the program. I like it. I'll it's take all it. good. So, guys, yeah, apparently the YouTube chat's not working on the video, but I can still see it on the side, so I'll still talk okay, to you all. Hey, guys, I'm just saying hey, hey to everybody. Um, okay, so anyway, yeah, Billy Corrigan tweeted out. Sorry about that, that guys. Live, you know, you got to go with it. We're live, pal. Damn it. Live. <laughs> Damn it, we're live. <laughs> you know what the Vince McMahon saying? There's <laughs> never any mistakes if it's live. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, we talked about that. They were talking about, like, yeah. my Vince McMahon impression. Yeah. And I was like, you notice I have to start off Vince McMahon impression with, Damn it. <laughs> That's the word. <laughs> it's the word that I have to say. But, um... <laughs> Anyway, yeah, to finish up, because I keep stalling here, Billy Corrigan tweeted out, said it, it wasn't true, uh, that Raven's full of shit. No, he didn't say it like that. But he, <laughs> said, he, said, <laughs> he said it's not true. But, you know, I was getting, you know, because I'm always like, look at the look at the glass half full, not half empty. I, yeah. You know, hearing about the NWA shutting down, I was already kind of like, hey, maybe, you know, Marty Skrull or, you know, Nick Aldis can go somewhere or, or all these people who are under NWA contract. And, um, but no, you know, apparently not. He's looking to put some down. Yeah. But so, uh, well, NWA power is actually a pretty underrated show in my opinion. Um, it, it Tuesday nights, I actually found myself watching or at first, at least I was watching, um, NWA power more than I was watching AEW dark or I was watching power first then watching um, AEW Dark, but more so like I pay attention to power and then kind of like have AEW Dark in the background. You know what I mean? So and that's to tell you, I'm not I'm not biased. You know what I mean? Obviously, quote unquote, <laughs> I like AEW more, but uh, I, I really like the product that the NWA was putting out. This Did is probably for the best, Twitter by the way. This is probably for the best, by the way. Brandon can't see what the chat is saying, so he has to pay yeah. attention. <laughs> No, this is bad because then I'm just looking at like a, a square with nothing there, like waiting for something to pop up. There you go. Does that does that fix it right there, Brandon? <laughs> yeah. We'll <laughs> take it all away. Okay. Oh man. But anyway, getting back into it. Um, speaking of mass, I, we probably should have segued into this. So apparently, uh, <laughs> the reason the reason for the mass um, was one Kevin Owens because Vince McMahon flat out said, "Damn it, Kevin." <laughs> We want you on the show. What will it take yeah. for you to be on the show on SmackDown? And Kevin Owens said, Well, to be on the show, uh, I need everybody wearing a mask. Uh, and if you don't put them in a mask, you won't have the Kevin Owens show. And then he gave him the stunner. By the way, Wrestling in the Dark Mason, uh, just for the record, yeah. the chat is not working. Uh, somewhere along the way, it froze. Kind of like Brandon Stotts, uh, <laughs> when he sees a beautiful woman, they just froze and just hung there. And now, uh, he can't, now he can't get past it. So uh, so we're just moving forward. We're just moving forward. But it's okay. I can still see everybody on the chat. I can still talk to you all. That's all that matters. But yeah, that's crazy. Well, I guess it, it, I was going to say that's crazy that, you know, I guess sort of that uh, Owen sort of demands that sort of respect to be like, you know, make that suggestion than it happened. But I guess, you know, it's COVID thing. I guess anybody could have really gone in there and complained maybe, and maybe they would have been forced to have to make some changes at some point. No, I, I agree because, with you because um, yeah. it, it, it is kind of cool. Like I don't, 
you know, I like Kevin Owens. I really like him. But to to think that Vince has enough respect of him for, for him to be like to to like you know to put it this way to make demands like that, I feel like you have to be like a John Cena, like a right. you know like like that caliber of superstar. And um, Kevin Owens has se- seemingly always had Vince McMahon's respect because you go back and I made a meme of it, you know, on our social media, but uh, where he headbutted Vince McMahon. Vince doesn't do that for everybody. Vince wouldn't take, especially at his age now, to take a bump uh, and bleed and things like that at his age. And that was, what, two, three years ago? But still, that, was, that, was, that, that should tell you that Vince McMahon thought something wrong. of Kevin Owens. Even though he, to, to me, has start and stop pushes, you know, right. he's, he's always a kind of in a, in, a, in a high caliber situation. So, you know. By, by the way, uh, Mason says, this is our best opportunity. All in favor of replacing Brandon with an inflatable ball? <laughs> <laughs> make it happen man kitty's got the magic over there on his head i'm sure he can probably do it somehow she's just afraid of the bounce the ball yeah but yeah but, no. but going on here uh what's this deal with uh john cena and his contract going on expiring so here? so dave Meltzer, papa melt uh papa dave papa, big papa dave big papa dave he said it would take you all something you know <laughs> I'm trying to do a Scott Steiner impression. John Cena, he got that contract. I can't do it. I can't. Do it. But um, John Cena's contract apparently is um come up with WWE, so he's uh, uh of course all the AEW marks right away. We're like, is he coming to AEW? And it's like, no, I think, I think, I mean, technically he, that can happen, but I think John Cena is like a WWE star for life yeah you know what i mean so like contract or not he's gonna have that sort of honor you know he's he's in that undertaker category you know what i mean like um like i don't think i don't think john cena is ever gonna betray vince mcmahon he knows who made him in that sense you know what i mean um so yeah so john cena is is i guess his talent contract if i had to guess by the way all it means to me, I guess, is his talent contract is upped. But for all we know, this could be like a rock situation, you know, 2004, where John Cena steps away uh, permanently, you know, and starts up his movie career, you know, focuses 100% on that. Right. And then maybe in a couple, you know, and when I say a couple, like, I mean, you know, six, seven years, comes back for that special Legends match of like somebody oh, yeah. calling out John Cena and saying, yeah. you know, and not AJ Styles, you know, going, John Cena, <laughs> I, I'm calling you out. I, I, I won't beat you because by then, John Cena, I mean, AJ Styles would be like 54, you know. Yeah, he'll be a legend. Sorry, himself, that's yeah. an exaggeration. 57, 57. <laughs> Dang, man. Dude, it, it's, it's kind of crazy, actually, though. Uh, watching raw like thinking because i was like i was, I oh, was you, you actually know, watched raw this, well just sorry, nobody else raw, did this, sorry, yeah no no one else did apparently yeah yeah speaking of which man that was that's kind of no, rough no, make I your mean. point make your point and then we'll yeah, talk yeah about what, what i'm saying is, it's just crazy that like you know i had always remembered sort of john cena and like people like reigns and all these cats being around and it's like now they're gone it's like there's almost like a different generation of wrestlers now, you know, it's like a different it happened era quick almost. too, right? It, it, yeah, it, 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 it happened real quick. Real yeah, quick. It, was it was like, yeah. all of a sudden it, 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 I know what you're saying. It sounds like, you know, we were on the cusp of it. Don't get me wrong. We had the Roman Reigns. We had the John Cena's and stuff. So like Roman and, and Seth Rollins and stuff were the next generation, but it's like, now they feel like the, like the past era. Yeah. Isn't that weird? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, you know, you got your Austin theories and your angel Garza's and stuff now. And so you got, you know, the shield guys kind of being the, uh, 
you know, the past, if you will, and taking on those yeah. legend roles like like The Rock or John Cena would take on, and then all of these up and comers. And yeah, so I I know what you mean. I mean that that is that is weird, man. It is it is a weird feel, but the ratings reflect it. And I've said it. I said this in the past. It's like you gotta. Unfortunately, when there's a changing of the guard, the ratings will reflect that. And, mm, and the ratings okay. will, will always go down because, you know, you got to think about the people, you know, the overall viewership who are going to tune in and go, I don't know these fucking guys. Who are these fucking guys? You know, like basically just like that. <laughs> you know, Austin Theory, I don't know who that is. I know Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know, like just right. those kind of bitter fans who are like, I don't want to watch this shit and not give it a chance. Right. You know, unless they see someone. So, right. that, but that's why, like, when people, you know, in yesteryear when you'd bring back the Hogan's and bring back that and people are like stop bringing back all these legends for Wrestlemania spots it's like that's why they do it because it's, it's hard Absolutely. you gotta appeal yeah. to all the audience that is a hard thing to do because it's not just about us put it this way if you're watching my wrestling podcast you're not in you're not the general wrestling fan you're you're diehard because you're willing to consume more content based around professional wrestling than the, uh, the average person the average person just tunes in on Monday or, or, or whatever. They don't even tune in on Wednesday. You know, the average fan, I should say. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Have you liked the legends that they brought back this time around with like Edge, Christian, uh, Big Show, so, so Claire? I was going to say, actually, to your point, like even though you're talking about the new generations, it feels so right. weird because they are bringing in like it's always so cool because I feel like the legends that they bring in, they move along, too. So now instead of bringing back the Hogan's and the Undertaker's and the Cena's, like we're bringing back the Edges and the Christians and the, you know what I mean? Like the, that's like, oh, these guys are in the legend roles. It's really right. cool to see that passing of the guard kind of thing. And the Even fact kind that of Hardy too, yeah. you know, Jeff Hardy, that sort of thing. Like Jeff yeah. Hardy's Jeff Hardy's old. If you really think of it in wrestling years, like even though he's yeah. on the younger side, like he's 40 now, like he and Sheamus are the same age. Which is crazy because you yeah, think of Sheamus, that either. Yeah, that's right? Sheamus. Yeah, you think of Sheamus, Sheamus is like an old guard guy too. Yeah, but you, but you think about it like this: Sheamus and, and Jeff Hardy are the same age, but think about it in wrestling years. Sheamus has started in, on the main roster in 2009. Jeff Hardy was there since like the mid 90s. It's yeah. crazy to think wow. about, and these guys are the same exact age. So um, anyway, the the point is, yeah, Sheamus has kind of you know even stepped into that legend role per se. You know, so I, I think it's a cool time in wrestling because I think, um, I think, you know, and with NXT and stuff, you kind of see the stars building there too. You know, you, your Keith Lee's and your Dom, Dominic Dijakovic's, and you know Timothy Thatcher, and you who else? I mean, you see Cameron Grimes and Damian Priest. Um, by the way, why, why did Cameron Grimes? Did you see? Like he gave him a little 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 finger of the butthole there. <laughs> he was going for the pin. He was going. <laughs> He was going for the pinfall. He was going for the pinfall. And, uh, David Priest was going for it. And, and, and uh, let me put my fingers up here. And uh, Cameron Grimes just sits there and goes like this, like real, real quick. So just everybody, everybody He's online, everybody online wow. was kind of, um, kind of <laughs> being like, what the hell was that? What, what that was, was that um, a bad camera angle? Because usually, you know how like somebody will grab the wrist or something to kind of tell the referee yeah. or their opponent they're okay. It's that sort okay. of it's that sort of thing. Like it is a sign, you know. Like uh. I don't remember. Like I'm not gonna confess and say like I'm. Uh, 
you know, I, I'm in tune or something. But maybe one of maybe one of the workers I know could tell me. But um, what it either mean? means it either yeah. means that like I'm okay, or like when you do something like that, like you're supposed to just kind of like do the double tap, uh, or okay. it just means like good match, thanks, so like blah blah blah, something like that. It's one of the two. But that's what it he was, was just doing. His hand happened it to was be just a weird un- spot. unfortunate yeah. placement, and yeah. the camera being like right there. And Mason called it the finger poke of poop. <laughs> oh my <laughs> lord. Um, yeah, I mean, there's guys, if you pay attention, like I, I almost don't want to tell you this because if you pay attention to matches, you will, you will catch these, these things <laughs> and they are, they're on the weirder side of things. You know what I mean? Like people <laughs> grabbing each other's wrists or like, you know, or rubbing each other's face or like those little things that like, yeah. little, little body signs, you know, you know, <laughs> Brandon, Brandon's going to try, Brandon's, yeah, Brandon's going to attempt that on me. You see, he's, he's just, he's just going to say it. I don't want. I don't want him anywhere near me. Six. Feet. I want you to social distance from me, please. Six feet. No finger. Feet. Finger poke a poop, please. I just. Yeah. I, you know. I'd. I'd like to. You know. Ask. You know. What. What some of these little things mean, like in the ring. I. I you know. You got to wonder sometimes. You know. People. If there's certain wrestlers that kind of don't like each other. You know. Sometimes they're probably stiffer with each other. I wonder if they do. Let's say they. You know. Pull. I would say the opposite. Each other, like, so. So my opinion. Stuff. Right. My opinion. I would yeah. say the opposite. What I mean by that is. Uh, if you are a wrestler, if you two don't like each other, I would feel like that means you would work safer because it would be like, well, I don't know. Don't wanna, right, okay. Whereas, like, if it were like me and you, and we've known each other 15 years, and you're not going to bitch and moan that if I stiff you a little bit, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like me and you might go, like, just lay in the shot more. You know what I mean? As long as we're not, but as long as we're not, like, breaking each other's face, you know what I mean? Like, we're fine. You know, that's just my it opinion. Would suck. It would suck wrestling Kenny. He's got like <laughs> built up I'm like you really lay one in on me. <laughs> like, you first of all, you've seen me you've seen me sell just for something stupid like when uh when our friend ran at me like randomly r- random story and I hope I could do do it justice with the visual visual here. I'm like standing in the living room and this, this jackass, I have like this replica title belt or something, and he runs yeah. in and he goes to hit me. Well, as soon as I turn around and I see what's going on, I sweep my feet out under me so that when he touches my face, my whole body just goes flying and I bump and I hit my head and I'm just like knocked out. And my friend, he literally, he was the one to hit me. And he, he goes, you all right? <laughs> you know, like, nice. I'm like, I'm, I'm just selling, bro. And then I gave him a little finger finger poke in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That's, that is what it means. Good sell job. Right. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. like, I'm okay. Yeah. Like, let me move right, your yeah. butthole. So, uh, um, <laughs> but. We know. No, but, you know, the way I said it, um, the way I said it was like, um, and my phone's blowing up, by the way. I'm, I'm, a, I'm not going to show you the number. I'm just like. I am uh, a mortgage broker, so I do have like a pretty getting a lot uh, of calls now. Business is picking up, so I got I got to learn to put my graphics. phone on silent now, like Brandon <laughs> on this podcast. Um, but the way I would compare it, I actually was watching a video of Raven last night, and his even flow DDT is so underrated. Go watch, go watch uh, Raven's DDT when you get a chance, because he doesn't just he doesn't take them down; he sweeps his feet almost like he's taking a back bump. He sweeps his feet, and so like they use the momentum and go down together. It looks really cool. I, I never realized like growing up, I I always said like, oh, he's a cool finisher, but I never realized the mechanics behind it. You know, so he would hit the sweep his legs out under him, hit the move, and then his palms with his finger his butt, and make sure they're okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, we we kind of got deep into the finger 
thing but oh, uh, we got deep all right <laughs> yeah <laughs> but but about the raw ratings yeah you're saying all right this is kind of this isn't ne- all necessarily down to you know oh these stores are terrible there's no crowd there part of it is you know we're moving on to a different generation of sort of wrestlers that are being right. featured and you need people to sort of get used to it you know over time oh, right. know, and then hopefully it's, yeah it's some sort of around yeah oh anyway but, go, going back to it i mean you know it, raw i had a lot of people let, let's go into to this um because people were talking about the ratings you know obviously uh, AEW you know AEW did win uh the ratings battle uh for this <laughs> even though NXT had won 3 weeks in a row um AEW finally finally came out on top uh 768,000 to 631,000 uh for NXT now the thing with that and we'll, we'll get into the discussion about the demo god stuff at the end but just <laughs> specifically i had people say you know ask and this is i, I don't like when people have wwe bias because quote, mm. quote unquote i'm a wwe mark probably more so than AEW, but i don't have a i don't have a bias towards people or towards things like this they were like how the fuck are people saying a seven hundred sixty-eight thousand is good but a 1.5 raw rating is bad <laughs> they had more viewers and stuff and okay cool i'll say it like this if i started out with one dollar and i have fifty dollars and you started off with 200 and you end up with a hundred yeah you have more than me on paper but you lost a hundred dollars and i gained 50. so obviously i'm doing something correct and you're doing something wrong that's the theory people sometimes mm. look at overall and they see something wrong i'll be blunt I've seen Instagram accounts. We have 13. By the way, thank you guys so much because I, yeah. I didn't mention this last week, but we have 13.1 thousand followers on Instagram now, which is kind of crazy. I remember when we were at 150 and begging for people mm-hmm. to follow us because we kept losing 10. I don't know if you remember that. We kept losing mm-hmm. 10 and getting back to 140 and then going back to 115 and going back down. And I was like, ah, and now it's just like, it just happens. And that's <laughs> kind of cool. The bots, that's you forgot to saying. pay the bots. That's yeah, what happened. Yeah, so. um, but, but what I'm saying there is like, you know, getting back to my point, it's like you, I look at some Instagram accounts and I see that you only, they only have a hundred followers. And then I look in a couple days and they have 110 and I look in a couple days, they have 120 and I pay attention and I'm like, they are going to be a big account. Hmm. And then I see other accounts last year. They had 1.5 thousand. Six months later, they have 1.6. Am I supposed to say, oh, they're a bigger account? No, because they're not showing the growth that the other account is showing like you can see through that like i'll, I'll call him out right now um west of flashback wrestling we had 50 followers 50 and he had maybe at the time twenty thousand, something ridiculous like that like a big number and he said hey man keep going you're gonna get there because i can tell i could tell on uh, by your content i can tell by the your the way you're growing and that's why i mean him clicked because he saw that i was a hard worker and he saw i had drive and that's kind of what i'm saying it's like a seven hundred and sixty-eight thousand is better because they are a new show. They have they've been around a year and they've grown it to that level. As opposed to Raw has been around since what, 93? And they're slowly decreasing. This is the lowest Raw rating in, in history. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I know we can and you know obviously we can talk about COVID and 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 new roster and stuff, but at the end of the day on paper, this is the lowest rating in Raw history, whether it was a good show or not. And that means, you know, there is a problem there. It's as simple as that. You know, you know, we, we, we can give it excuses, but, you know, business is business. 
Right. Who, who's getting the axe next? <laughs> if, if it keeps up like this, oh, Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> it, it, actually, Bruce Hollis, you know, Hollis next. points out. I, I, I made, I did make a mistake because I'm thinking AEW's been around a year. Um, Dynamite hasn't been around a year. They, they they've been around since October, so they have not been mm-hmm. around a year. Uh, so that's that's kind of what it is. Why does AEW get a grace in that sense? Because they are relatively new. You have to give them a chance. Just like think about it like this. Think about it like like children or somebody who hasn't tried something yet. It's like mm-hmm. when your kids do something and they don't know what they're doing necessarily and they have a big stride like let's say potty training brandon that's that thing that you were supposed to learn but you never did (laughs) potty training like you know like if they have like little um victories you say yay you hype them up but if it's a 20 year old that's like learning to potty train i'm gonna be like dude come on now you know what i mean like like you know how to do this let's go you know you see you'd be a little bit more critical so if they're regressing and they're 20 years old, like Brandon did in high school, Brandon, <laughs> Brandon had to start buying adult diapers a senior year. Um, then you're kind of like, what the hell's going on? You yeah, know? I had to give it for the cloth. This is too much, too much to clean. I don't know. What, that. Okay. So this is the, probably the comment of, uh, hey. of the whole show right here. Mason says, yeah. maybe if someone gives creative a finger in the butt, they might relax a little and improve the writing. <laughs> I don't know what That's I started. That's what they need, bro. They need the Cameron finger. Cameron Grimes, you got heat with me. You've ruined my podcast <laughs> with your finger of the butt, uh, Damian Priest. So, but anyway, <laughs> but let, let's talk about ratings, man. Like ratings aren't indicative of everything, man. Like ratings, I you know people get so caught up in ratings and like it's the, like ratings are a good indicator. But in today's day and age, a lot of people consume more through streaming and through uh, through things like that. That Nielsen ratings are kind of archaic in that sense. Like, you know what I mean? Like one right. in every four households, is it? Maybe even less now have a, are part of the Nielsen rating. Uh, so, so ratings are flawed. Ratings are flawed. Kind of like Brandon's thoughts. They are flawed. <laughs> but you know. but isn't it, isn't it sort of rough because it's like, all right, we have to do, you know, a bunch of live shows in order to get, you know, X amount of dollars. And so it's like you, you got to keep you know the ratings up so you're able to do the live shows to well, make the money yeah let's talk about that that is that is really what it is you want to show good numbers so that sponsors are willing to be on your show if you're a live show professional wrestling is very lucrative in the, in one sense it is a show that people are willing to watch live as in they don't necessarily for the most part they don't necessarily want to dvr it and you know spoil things or things like that and skip commercials you know, there obviously there's a crowd that does, but my point is, um, thank you, by the way, it says I watch all the shows uh, on, oh, okay, never mind, oh, this is, I watch all the shows on sites that shall not be named, yes, we don't talk about those sites, well, first of all, I didn't know Pornhub streamed wrestling, but, um, <laughs> it, it, it's like a, it's like a, a thumbnail of Rusev, and it says, Rusev's, <laughs> Rusev's pitch, uh, push gets fucked by Vince McMahon, um, oh, man. but, but going back to it, like, you know, you want to show a strong rating. People don't skip. Um, they want to watch wrestling live, just like sports, sports in general. People want to watch live. They don't want to find out the results later. They want to see it with their own eyes. So that's why advertisers find these things lucrative, because, you know, you advertise during a TV show. People are going to skip the commercials. They're more willing to watch it later on. You know what I mean? Because you're not going to go on the Internet and get stuff spoiled. Whereas with wrestling and football and stuff like there's live scores, there's live everything like you'll see it right away. Um, so if you show strong ratings, more advertisers, more advertisers mean more money. It's as simple as that. So that's what that's what ratings are important for. 
so, but not necessarily of the overall crowd. Mm-hmm. So. Should they, they, they don't, you don't think they need to like, you know, push panic button, bring somebody big back now. Like they just, they can kind of just ride this out. Well, let's talk about that. We're talking, we're, we're talking about yeah. uh, the panic button. Um, Alexa bliss has an advertisement uh, is being advertised for uh, having a huge guest on a moment of bliss. And a lot of people mm. are speculating on, on the name. Um, I'm going to give you the, the ones that I've heard. I've heard that a lot of people thinking AJ Lee for the simple reason that AJ Lee has been getting promoted a lot on WWE social media. And a lot of the times when that happens, it's because they're coming back. The, the most recent I can think of is John Morrison. They were starting to show classic matches of his and things like that. And then all of a sudden, sure enough, nice. John Morrison's coming back. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, especially since the relationship with CM Punk's a little bit better. You know what I mean? So maybe, uh, you know, all wounds have healed in that sense. So I wouldn't be horribly surprised, but I, I would be surprised that they would uh, bring her back in that manner to just be like, oh, here she is on, you know, as opposed to hyping her mm-hmm. return. Um, the other, well, go ahead. Were you going to say something? Yeah, I was going to say, man, you could build uh, an evolution around an AJ Lee, you know, possibly. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Uh, let me call attention to this comment. <laughs> Supreet, who is a uh, slam hub wrestling, he says, "Legendary Luchador gets drilled by Monday Night Messiah." Talking about like, what you can find on <laughs> Pornhub. Yeah, give me some more like quote unquote wrestling hub titles. Uh, that'd be funny. Um, but I've I've heard AJ Lee. You know, like you said, you could build like a whole women's revolution around her. Uh, in in many ways, she started the whole movement. You know what I mean? You know, she might be the cornerstone. Like. Um, you remember she's the one that cut the quote-unquote women's pipe bomb speech you know what i mean and and talked about like i'm the bellas you're on everything or women like me you know they deserve more and things like that so to me to me she's the uh i'll say it like this if stone cold was the the catalyst to the attitude era i will always give bret hart credit for for creating stone cold so to mm-hmm. me, Bret Hart created the Attitude Era because if if he didn't help Stone Cold in their matches, if he didn't get screwed and have that real life incident with Vince, Vince would have never become Mr. McMahon. So he set the wheels in motion uh, for Stone Cold and Vince McMahon and the Attitude Era. So to, that's AJ Lee to me, where she's not mm. the person who did it necessarily. However, she is, you know, the person that set those wheels into motion. Um Alex Guerrero says, "Don't respect, disrespect Melina and Alicia Fox like that." That's Alicia right. Fox. Who? Stone Cold. When, when Cameron said that, um, the other rumor that I've heard. Well, I'll tell you what I think. Who I think it is. I think okay. everybody's hyping it a little bit too much. Uh, I think it, it might just be Vanessa Bourne because she's uh, been called up to the main roster apparently for a while and hasn't been used. So it would just make mm-hmm. sense to kind of throw her in the in the middle of the women's, women's division and just kind of see what she does. Um, however, um, the one rumor, and I, I'd totally be okay with this, um, I would totally be okay with uh, what everyone thinks it is, which is Stephanie McMahon. And they said maybe it's Stephanie McMahon to announce Evolution 2. And that would be huge. Which leads me to my next rumor, which I've heard that they want to have an Evolution 2 centered around Tessa Blanchard as like one of the key players in, in Evolution 2. And I was talking about this with Brandon. That is a name to, that you can put on Evolution 2 and it would be like a marquee name. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Tessa Blanchard yeah. screams big time, you know? So, so 
right and, up there and, with Charlotte, and, right. Rousey, yeah. And Supreet's yep. actually saying um, his pick is Tessa Blanchard for who, um, what do you call it, Alexa Bliss is going to have on the show. I don't think, see, to me, I don't think they should just have a, um, uh, Tessa Blanchard come out like that. To me, if you have Stephanie announcing yeah, Evolution Stephanie 2, right, yeah. And then when it's like Charlotte will face a third generation superstar, one of the biggest legends in, or, you know, the one, what is going to be a legend in this business, then you can kind of go, oh, we know who this is. And then you buy evolution to see Tessa Blanchard. That's what you do as opposed to, you know, and again, I, I'm not here to talk about, you know, we've talked about it on different episodes. I'm not here to talk about Tessa Blanchard's personal problems. All right. Mm. We're past that because I, I've already given my, my opinion on that. Um, However, we're here to talk about her in a professional box sense. Box office. That's box right. office sense, right. So, um, yeah. I mean, I mean, Tessa Blanchard's up there. She's up there in terms of name value. So, I mean, if you have... I mean, here's one people are not thinking. What if it's like freaking like Ronda Rousey or something? Dude, that would be... You have Rousey coming it, yeah. back, you know? Either it's way. like... I feel... Because in my heart of hearts, right? My opinion. I feel like Rousey was supposed to come back in time for Mania. Or the night after Mania or something like that. Like, she was supposed to kind of do that, and then, like, the whole COVID stuff kind of delayed her return. Because why Why just unleash Ronda Rousey in the middle of, like, the un- uncertain time? Right. And maybe she flat out just don't want to do it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to come, you know, get tested. Like, I don't want to. I'll stay safe. You know. Just saying. Oh, no, absolutely, man. Alexa Bliss, make it happen. What if it's a what if it's a male wrestler though? Did you guys ever think like possibly I, like I, a male star coming back? I guess or? I guess I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it's true. Um, I, I do think I, I don't know if they advertised it as a woman. I I, I have a feeling they okay. did. Um, I'll okay, check that okay, out. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Um... <laughs> oh, speaking of uh, male wrestlers, man. Okay. That can't can't get away. How about the Undertaker? Is this guy ever going to retire? I mean, what's going on? So, I so he was done. They announced on social media uh, that they're going to do another episode of uh, The Last Ride, and it's like Tales from the Dead Man or something like that. So <laughs> I think it's just him talking about, um, you know, some past matches and things like that. But uh, it's like a bonus episode. But, um, oh, man, it was funny because everybody, you know, I, I said it and I saw a couple other people say it. So it wasn't a, an original joke, but, uh, you know, I literally was like, the hell even a series can't stay retired what the fuck is this <laughs> you know, like, like what's going on you know and i have respect for the undertaker i don't want anyone to think you know i'm being disrespectful but um yeah he it, it was just really funny because um but fernando says by the way I've, i predicted ronda once and have failed it does it's not about <laughs> first of all look, I, look, look let me tell you something let me tell you something <laughs> It's not Call about the number out. of time. It's not about the number of times you fail. It's about the number of times you succeed. When you're married, <laughs> when you're married to, to someone, you know it means you've probably been rejected by hundreds of women. It doesn't yeah. matter about the hundreds of no's. If you got the one yes, that's all that matters. Okay, that's let's right. think positive. Damn it, damn it. That's that's how I'm thinking. That's it for, Mason <laughs> says that's okay, Fernando. He feels at plenty of stuff. He's just good at moving on and ignoring it. <laughs> Damn it! Um, oh, I don't remember what we were talking about. What were we talking? We're talking about Undertaker not going away. Oh yeah, I mean, Undertaker. I mean, yeah, the Undertaker. Um, I've I've actually heard rumors. Uh, I didn't I didn't write this down, but I heard rumors of uh, AJ Styles wanting another match with the Undertaker, but in front of a crowd. And Ooh. I'm like, you see, my thing with that is like, I get scared because it's like, 
What if the what if they have a bad match? Then the Undertaker is like, I need another one. <laughs> he's got to do another one. He's got to make up. I won't leave until I can rest in peace. And it's like, no, please, Undertaker, please. And and I don't mean that because I don't like the Undertaker. It's more so like, just like you ended <laughs> things on a good in a good way. Like he's ended things in a good way like a lot of times. And it's like I feel like. Like that visual at WrestleMania 33 with the stuff in the uh, the middle of the ring, I loved it. But I understand the match kind of was, was left more to be desired, you know. Like imagine if the last time you had sex was with Brandon. Like it just <laughs> you wouldn't want to go out like that, you know. You know, some people are into different things. You just gotta find you just gotta find your niche. That's what I'm about. Unbelievable. But <laughs> uh, oh yeah, let's get some some quick takes here because there's there's a few things uh, you need to get to hit on here. Um, oh, uh, Otis and Mandy Rose, uh, Booker, Booker T. T. Yeah, Booker T. Had yeah. some some comments. He he basically was comparing um, Mandy Rose to Trish Stratus, but he said that uh, yeah. the storyline with right. Otis may have slowed her her trajectory down, and I disagree with that uh, because I feel like that really humanized her. And really made it, you know, I'll say it like this. It made normal guys be bigger fans of her because, you know, bluntly, if they feel like they could be with Mandy Rose, they're going to be more compelled to pay attention. Right. They're like, wow, a beautiful woman like that, you know, is with Otis, whether it's a storyline or not. It just makes her it humanizes her in that sense, as opposed to being this unattainable. Um, I'll, I'll say it like this. I mean. What's different? I'm talking to Booker T here. What's different uh, with that storyline compared to when Trish Stratus and Bubba Ray had a storyline? You know, in that sense, it was more so Bubba Ray gave her a comeuppance. Well, that's you right. You know, but you know, I'm saying like, you know, what what's the difference in that sense? Like that didn't derail Trish Stratus. If anything, it skyrocketed her. Right. You know what I mean? So I, I, I disagree. I mean, I, I love Booker T to death. You know that. Uh, one of my favorites. Uh, but. I, I disagree with that. That storyline slowed her trajectory down. Um, what I feel like he may not be considering is that imagine how over that would have been in front of a crowd. Like that mm. whole culmination with the kiss. Like I can imagine 80,000 people screaming and just going insane when that happened. So I think I think he's um, not factoring in the lack of crowd into the storyline to me, in my opinion. Suck. Yeah. Uh, and also here uh quick take here Uh, oh yeah what's this deal with uh roman reigns uh to face brian Brian? apparently the original plan was for roman reigns to uh at SummerSlam to face either bray wyatt or braun Strowman. so i think what would have happened uh in my heart of hearts is that uh, roman reigns would have won the title at wrestlemania would have kind of feuded with the fiend and then maybe started go feuding with braun Strowman going into SummerSlam. Or so maybe they would have been added, and then the Braun Bray um, storyline would have probably taken us into September, October, right? You know that sort of thing. So uh, that's my opinion, but we won't know because uh, obviously Roman is not um, part of the show anymore. It's weird. You said the, you yeah. said the name Roman Reigns, and I was like, oh, who? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. like he's been gone it, so long. Weird? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's so weird, and he's not. You know, he's not injured or anything. So it's it's right. weird. You know, it's weird in that sense to have him gone. When he's such a big fe- star, yeah, exactly. Do you feel like he's one of like the last sort of big sort of traditional star? I think like WWE built stars. You know, I think it's going to mean something when he comes back. This might be a blessing in disguise because right. I think yes, he is like on a different caliber 
um, of star power, especially with the new crop of, of talent, so that when oh, he yeah. comes back, I think we're all going to pay attention to like, oh, okay, like he's better than I ever gave him credit for. You know what I mean? Because Roman Reigns, people, people don't understand, but Roman Reigns has an intangible. He may have the start-stop pushes. He may be, have a horrible creative. But if you pay attention to Roman at the core of him, he has the talent. There's a reason why he's given these opportunities. Um, they just need to, no pun intended, let you know, take the reins off a little bit and just kind of uh, let him be himself more. You know, we don't need to hear no suffering succotash promos. Okay. <laughs> That's just as simple as that. It's as simple as that. But um, yeah, let's get into this. Um, I, I did want to talk about um, you know, the end of the the Brian Cage and Taz uh, match. Oh yeah. So uh, you know, I was a little bit critical of this. I was actually a little bit critical of. You didn't um, like it. The uh, it's it's subtleties, right? I told people like okay. I, I don't think anybody should ever kind of take what I'm saying is so cut and dry. I'm not saying this because I don't sit there. I JD from NY and sit there. Just the worst ending in fucking history and blah blah blah. It's not. It was a good ending. I like the ending. I don't like how it was executed. So to me, the script was good. The acting mm. was 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 not as good. Taz did an amazing okay, job. Taz did an amazing job when he threw in the towel. That is an old school fighter thing. Throw in the towel. You know, in in terms of storyline, makes Brian Cage look good for the simple reason that he's not. Uh, he never gave up. All right. Taz felt the need like. And Excalibur did a really good job on commentary saying, you know, that was the injured arm. You know, he just had surgery on that earlier this year, things like that. So really made right. you know why Taz would be like in a business sense. Let me not put this guy on the shelf again for another year. So they did a good job. My problem was with Brian Cage. And I love Brian Cage. I think he's he's that uh, hybrid superstar of like really strong, but can move and, and a really good athlete. Yeah, yeah. But to me, he, his storytelling here left something to be desired. What I mean by that is when the towel was thrown in and the match ended and then when Taz and him got backed into the corner and he grabbed the FTW title and he hit Moxley, there was a little subtlety that he should have done there. To me, he should have nudged Taz Almost looked at him like, "What the fuck are you doing? Why would you? Why would you throw in the towel?" That's all he had to do. Like, and I'm not saying like he beats. You know, again, we're not talking about like one end of the spectrum or the other. He didn't need to start beating up Taz. He just needed to t- t- nudge him and just say, "What are you doing? Like, what are you doing?" I had him. You know what I mean? Just to show that he's like prideful and to show like he, you know, he thinks more. Or I, I wasn't gonna submit. You know, that sort of thing. And then that would make actually the next moment mean more because if he was like arguing with Taz and then in that while arguing, he just grabs the title and blindsides it. It's like you would go from that little feeling of like, oh, is he turning baby face? Like, is he going to like beat up Taz to like, oh, there it is. You know, so you would take it's like a roller coaster. They would take us you know, up and then take us right back down with him attacking Moxley. And then to me, yeah, he didn't sell the arm. To me, he should have mm. kind of sold it, like maybe just put that arm stiff. And then to his credit, um, I think Chris Jericho should get a real, like we should really give Chris Jericho credit for this one. Chris Jericho said, covered for it. A good commentary right. team is, is, is so needed. And trust me, Brandon and I have done commentary and there's been moments where, and not their fault, shit happens on a show. And Brandon yeah. and I have to cover for it. 
you have to have a storyline explanation. I give you I give you an example. Um, there was a moment where somebody was supposed to be debuting um, at Knockout, and the music hit a little bit too early, and so on commentary, I literally go like, "What the hell was that?" Because it's a scary character, and I was like, "Is right. it getting colder?" I was like, "I was like, I, okay, I guess someone's just playing with the audio system." Very funny, guys. And then went back to it, and then I was like building like is it colder in here what is this and it was like just little things because if i had just said uh um okay like you would have known it was a mistake as opposed to like me trying to make sense of it of like oh maybe this character was like seeping in a little bit into you know this match you know you you cover but anyway going back to it um chris jericho said um brian cage is probably a little bit more mad than he than he's letting on right now right and mad at Taz, I should say. Um, so I really like that. By the way, guys on Instagram, thank you so much for joining. Jump on our YouTube. Uh, we are still live for the rest of the episode. And hit a thumbs up on the video for us, please. It, it really does help us out in the search. And everybody on, on YouTube right now, hit a thumbs up on this video and, and like it as well. Uh, but getting back to it, yeah, I thought that was good because Chris Jericho noticed it. That let me know that I was correct in my thinking because Chris Jericho mm. was like almost saying like he should have been more mad in that situation. Right, and that's right. and that's just something that I think Brian Cage is going to learn with time. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe to me, maybe Taz should have tried to be to to maybe fill him in a little bit more. Like, hey, so, nudge right, me right, or right. do something. But you know, Taz does have like a severe neck injury. Maybe that's why Brian Cage <laughs> felt like. Careful, but yeah. but even at that point, it was like you know he could have kicked the rope. He just kicked the rope and just like damn it, you know, like yeah. like he should have just been frustrated. I'm saying if you lost the fucking world title match. No matter what, if you lost a world title match, be mad. Right. Be mad. It's as simple as that. Uh, so that that was the problem I had. Uh, and to me, it took away from the main event um, a little bit there, even though it was a really good match. Um, it's just my opinion. Just my opinion. But Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of the, of the shows, I guess just overall, because um, I don't think I got, got your thoughts on this. Um, you know, we were going over the ratings and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, have you? Did you still enjoy? You know, th- these past couple of weeks shows of AEW, uh, their pay per view type shows. Um, I did. I did. I think NXT they did. shows I, were about the same. They both did a good job. You think they both did a good job? Um, and I yeah. found myself um, it, just talking about AEW Fight for the Fallen. Um, yeah. I did remember. I just specifically was like, "What? It's the time for the main event already?" You know. So I was, yeah, I was yeah. having I a lot of fun. You know, it went by quick. Uh, you know, Brandon wouldn't know. Brandon, Brandon fell yeah. asleep within the first fifteen <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Ask him if I'm lying. We're first fifteen minutes. So that two hour timer that today, he was ready. For, he set that two hour timer uh, live. He was ready to watch it at eight o'clock, but he came over at like ten something like, to watch. Yeah. And Brandon, uh, Brandon was like passing out within fifteen minutes. Oh, man. And he refused to wash his hands, and he refused to wear a mask. You know, <laughs> they wore no mask, no hands. But um, but yeah, you know, um, hey, the chat's working again, by the way, hey. for some odd reason. But um, yeah, I, I feel I feel fight for the fallen was better too. It because, like I said, not because of any specific thing, but like I like I didn't I didn't say that comment during Fighter Fest. Oh wow, it's almost over. Like I knew it was mm. you know two hours, but Fight for the Fallen. I was surprised at how quickly it went between the the Young Bucks and and, and FTR stuff and all of that. Um, well, let me, let's talk. Actually, let's talk about <laughs> something with the Young Bucks because again, we talk about yeah. storytelling, and I don't want anyone to think I'm being critical of AEW. Okay, I'm I'm being critical of certain things uh, because I crave again. I crave a little bit more storytelling. I crave some realism. You know. Um, 
in my wrestling so so i'm i want them to be better okay so that's where the critique's coming from you know so if i'm gonna give vince mcmahon shit i'm gonna give AEW shit you know yeah. uh the second week in the row i, I have a problem with a freaking canadian destroyer spot <laughs> you know you got the young bucks setting up and i thought yeah. i said i posted it on social media on on our twitter uh, akfyt wrestling by the way kenny for your thoughts wrestling um i had a problem with uh the canadian destroyer that happened uh, when the Young Bucks match, because it was so set up and it was so it was like a, it was like a cool stunt. And this is where I think people have the disconnect on what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Amazing athletic move. Amazing stunt looked cool. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is in professional wrestling, even though it's there's hokey things, they need to be added in a realistic sense. Example, Undertaker is probably the king of hokiness if you think about it. He's a dead man. He's a dead man. He's playing a dead character when he's walking the ropes and you're sitting up and stuff. But the fact that you believe that this this man is dead, that's the that is the subtlety in his character. Okay. So going back to the young bucks, when you are visibly seeing the opponents helping set up this move, <laughs> it looks horrible. So I look. I go back to to last week when when um. Adam Cole hit a Panama Sunrise, which is a Canadian destroyer, a running mm. Canadian destroyer. I believed it because the move looked like Adam Adam Cole would sit there and run and use his momentum to take Keith Lee over. And Keith Lee's timing was impeccable by going over at the same time. So, again, <laughs> you know, it's an unbelievable maneuver, but it's believable on how it was executed. Whereas when I see that people stacking the Jenga freaking you know pieces, like it, it looks, it looks bad. It looks bad. And I love the Young Bucks. Like I've learned to to love the Young Bucks. I don't know if I have ever told this, but did anyone know that I really didn't like the Young Bucks? Like I was really against. I hated the Young Bucks because um, I I didn't get it. And then uh, we went to fight for the Fallen last year. And uh, I saw the Young Bucks in person, and I got goosebumps because I was like, oh, I see it now. I get it. Like they, they feel big time. Like they feel like stars when they walk into the arena. And so ever since that moment, uh, I was like, I get it. I get the young bucks, um, different level. Like they're different level superstars. Um, that being said, you know, that's why I feel it was kind of irresponsible. You you set up this maneuver and it looks hokey. And I posted it on Twitter. I said, hot take. It was a bad move, but I was actually really surprised that a lot of people agreed with me. Like, a ton mm. of people agreed and was just like, yeah, you know, it's bad. So, am I going to go as far as saying Young Bucks killing the business, all of that? No, <laughs> like, no. But um, I'm just not a fan of the Canadian Destroyer spots. I'm not. Because when Petey <laughs> Williams did it back in the day, it looked devastating. Because to me, the part that's devastating is how it is just done from a standing position. So, when you add all this flipping over the ropes and stuff, it becomes hokey. You know what I mean? It'd be one thing if they were running at someone and they did it. Right. You know what I mean? So so anytime you have to really set up a maneuver, it looks bad. But go watch uh, it. Go watch a clip of Petey yeah. Williams doing it. He literally would tuck them in under ropes, bounce up, and do it. So it looked like he used the the ring as almost like a momentum boost. 
So I, I don't know. Right. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just getting older, yeah. Brandon. No, 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 no. And another thing I think I think uh, we were talking about was uh, like sometimes I guess if you're doing like a move or a spot and like it doesn't quite work out, to like sometimes maybe just you just give up on it and move on. To something yeah, else. specifically the, uh, the, the Lucha Bros was uh, Lucha Bros FTR match where um, <laughs> Ray Phoenix was going for um, I think he was supposed to flip. Um, Pentagon Jr. Uh, Pentagon Jr. I don't know if messed up or something, tucked wrong, <laughs> something. But he kind of, you know, r- hit a cannonball and kind of like tucked. And then so Ray Fenix picks him back up and they go for the maneuver again. But because he didn't have the m- momentum that second time, it looked really bad. Because he had to physically like really like deadlift him and then put him down. And it looked, it, it looked bad. So Brandon and I kind of pointed out like, you know, in those scenarios, it's okay to call the audible, especially if it's not something that's going to hurt your opponent we were saying that he should have kind of like flipped up and just like like gone flat and just Just done a splash at that point because um at that point i don't remember if it was cash wheeler but i think it was cash wheeler but it's like he no no, it was dax hardwood um or brian saxton or (laughs) i'm just not a fan of the name dax hardwood but anyway um dax hardwood was just expecting to be hit so as long as you're not doing something unsafe and you're just hitting a splash on him, cool. Do it. Call the audible. Or if the maneuver didn't work, hit the splash, whisper to the man, hey, we're going to try it again, and then go for it again. It's okay. You've seen that. You've seen that where like Triple H or Kurt Angle or something will break a table and then like <laughs> go set up again. Like actually a perfect okay. example. I'll I give you the, the most beautiful example of calling the audible. Okay. Go watch Royal Rumble 2013. This is a legend at work right here. It's CM Punk versus The Rock. They go for a, he goes for a rock bottom on the table. The table breaks, like without him them doing anything. Like he goes for a rock bottom. As soon as they go to lift, the table breaks. So they kind of just crumble. The Rock calls an audible because remember the next spot is that he needs to roll into the ring. CM Punk's laid out on the outside, and then he comes back. So that they have to get to the next point. So the rock picks CM Punk back up, basically tells him we're going to run this again. Hits a rock bottom on the mat, as in you know the ring mats. It's a hard rock bottom too. Like you hear it, it's like bam, and then CM Punk's laid out, and it's like cool, good. Like you, they redid the spot without making it like let's set up the table again, let's do <laughs> stuff again. Like he just called the audible. He's like, all right, if we need to get to the next point, bam, rock bottom on the floor, and then roll back into the ring pro that's what i'm talking about it's like it's okay shit happens have the wherewithal to kind of go with it um yeah but um going back i mean let's let's touch on a couple things before we go here we're getting we're running a little bit longer i did notice by the way uh on nxt they are not calling santos escobar the interim champion anymore so they are they seemingly are calling him uh the nxt cruiserweight champion which makes me think you know obviously that has something to do with the uh, nxt uk scandal and uh, oh, no. Jordan Devlin being involved in that. I think they're trying to, like, I, I don't think Jordan Devlin is a champion anymore. I'll just say it like that. <laughs> I think I think they just, like, at the end, I think Sandro there, Escobar is, yeah. is just that. It's just a champion. Maybe they'll call oh, attention to man. it down the road, but uh, it, it seems as of right now that they are running. Wait for the heat to die you, down. You, yeah. you want to talk about calling the audible. I think they're just calling the audible <laughs> and just going with Santos Escobar as uh, the interim champion. But uh, another thing on NXT and I, I, this is to tell you, I watched NXT way too late. It was like three in the morning. <laughs> Beth Phoenix starts mentioning Mickey James. And I had an adrenaline rush because I was like, Oh my God, she mentioned WWE on, on NXT TV. And then it hit me. I was like, wait, NXT is a part of WWE. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was having this like NXT's competition to the WWE. Yeah, yeah like, I got yeah. I worked myself into a shoot, bro. Oh man, it was it, it, it was uh, so bad. Wednesday Night Wars. Wednesday Night Wars. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm I'm reading I'm reading the comments sure, here. Yeah, yeah. And, and we, we I think we Thanks, are Scott. planning yeah. on starting a Patreon. By the way, I think uh, Mason gave me a really good idea. We do do commentary for Knockout. Like, why not do that for some matches and post that on our Patreon? Uh, but obviously that wouldn't be on YouTube. Maybe I give you like a private link on Google Drive or something. Um, that way, you know, you can watch it because obviously, you know, copyrighted material. But, you know, uh, <laughs> think about think about doing something like that, you know, so it'd be cool. And, or just give you a timestamp to watch it on the network or something like that, you know. Um, yeah, just just a thought process. We'll probably get this Patreon going pretty soon. Um, oh, snap. Or if you just want to give just out of the kindness of your heart, you just, know, I'm, please I'm fine with that. I, yeah. I, I don't, I, I, I never <laughs> like be, people donating money to me. I always feel like, like if you pay me for my services, like then we're good, you know, and I'm like that with sex too. You know what I mean? Like if you want to pay me yeah, for my services, yeah. like we're good. We're not, yeah. Just kidding. Yeah. Please. Um, if you want, That's like, if, if you want, like, if you want to pay me for our entanglement, like, you know, just, <laughs> oh my God. I, I shouldn't get. I, I shouldn't get into that, but I'm just say it like this, yeah. right? If Will Smith had gotten into had an entanglement with one of his daughter's 23 year old friends, oh, think, I think people would have had a problem with that because I, I kind of had a problem with Jada Smith. I mean, come on, like this is her son's friend. It goes behind <laughs> her husband's back. I don't know. Like to me, to me, that was a weird. Wait, maybe, maybe, so Hubby wasn't cool with it? I thought it was like they had like an open thing going on. That's, I've read it, but I'm looking at Will Smith's face and it's like, he's, Uh, I'll say it like this. Will Smith is an amazing actor. He's an amazing actor. (laughs) And he couldn't pull his fucking face there. He Uh, was, he did not, he looked upset. So anyway, that's a different story for a different day. (laughs) (laughs) Goddamn hell! (laughs) Goddamn hell, if you want to have sex with Jada, let me know! I charge five dollars an hour. Bucket of popcorn. Bucket of KFC uh, fried chicken. But, um, <laughs> you can strive with Ethiopian. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh man, NWA is just that—that's what set NWA into a bad motion right there. With, it was his. Uh, that's that one line. But um, you know, it's funny NXT didn't counter program and they lost the ratings war this week. Isn't that funny? Dang. What up? You know, I, I do random story, but you know Jericho getting that OJ port on on him. That's how I. Yeah. Uh, that's how I felt at WrestleMania 32. Uh, Brandon, I don't know if anyone knows that story, but but basically my friend, our friend uh, was supposed to record AJ Styles' entrance, and I gave him while I was like marking out, and he never hit the record button, so he felt so bad because I was pissed off not getting AJ Styles' first WrestleMania en- uh, <laughs> entrance that he went and bought us a whole bunch of sodas. He comes back. And I swear, I'm not exaggerating. He's got seven sodas. I don't know why this bastard bought seven sodas. He's just so extra. But he, he, he was like, which one do you want, you know, before you went? And I was like, oh, give me a Dr. Pepper, all right? So he comes back, Dr. Pepper, Mountain Dew, Sprite, whatever. And while he's on the bleachers, he falls. He just trips. And I'm talking about these sodas go flying everywhere. And, and I'm talking about, like, our se- section of, like, at least 30,000 people just all look okay. at him like, what in the fuck? Because he hit hard. It was like, you remember how loud that was, Brandon? It was like, boom. Like, I'm like, I know they heard that in the ring. <laughs> like, you know? So he goes falling and he goes tumbling. But he holds on to maybe, like, two sodas. And so when he gets up, you know, obviously after helping him pick up the sodas and stuff like that, yeah. I grab one of the soda, the, a Mountain Dew, because I'm like, I ain't 
grabbing one of the ones that went flying. <laughs> so I go to pop open the Mountain Dew, and at this point, I'm paying attention to AJ Styles' match again. And so I'm paying... Actually, no, it wasn't AJ Styles. At, at this point, he had missed like three matches in, in trying to get these seven yeah, Mountain yeah. Dews. But I'm trying to oh, pay yeah. attention to the match. I think it was like uh, the, the New Day versus the League of Nations. And again, not paying attention to what he's saying, he goes, hey, that's not yours, that's mine. And so he hands me a Dr. Pepper. <laughs> The reason I hadn't grabbed the Dr. Pepper is because it was one of the ones that went flying. And sure enough, I go, and it just spills all over me. You want to talk about Cameron Grimes' butthole? I <laughs> That soda went so oh, far man. up me that I, 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 I was, that soda sodomized me from here to tomorrow. And I, it was just everywhere. And I'm talking about, like, for lack of a better term, it was sticky. It's very sticky. <laughs> so when Jericho, when Jer I'm talking about, I had to be like way. that for the yeah. whole WrestleMania, the whole WrestleMania. Uh, and then after where we walked and went to a restaurant and things like that, like I was like that for the rest of the night. That was like eight o'clock. <laughs> I was like that till at least three in the morning. And then as soon as I got back uh, to the hotel, oh, yeah. I don't know if you remember this. I walked in no shame, no shame. I walked in. I started ripping off my clothes. I started throwing them on the bed. I didn't care who saw me naked, whatever. I just threw everything, and I looked at both both of the guy, uh, Brandon and our other friend that I was there with, and I said, I am showering first. Nobody gets to, uh, to make this decision. And I walked in there. Because usually we've been trading off who showers first. Did not let them shower. But anyway, go, tying it back, I was literally like, this is what Jericho feels like sitting... <laughs> He got orange juice poured on him, and then he had to sit like that for the rest of the night oh, on commentary. commentary. Yeah, like dude, dude, no one is gonna give Jericho no enough credit too, for that. Yeah. He no sold being sitting in fucking orange juice, and maybe it was just orange colored water. But I don't, I don't care. It's still like you know he got poured on. Get the wedding, yeah. A little sidebar: WrestleMania 33. We were running late the next year, and uh, we're sitting in a cart and being like ridden to WrestleMania 33. Oh, Brandon man. pours water all over me. Oh man! And I literally, time. and I was, I, was I literally go, can I go to a fucking uh, WrestleMania without getting wet? <laughs> at least it wasn't sticky. Oh my that way. god! Yeah. Oh my god! And, and by the way, the, the chat's gone uh, as frozen again, so I've noticed everybody's still chatting along. Yeah. Um, oh my god! But that that ah uh, that. Poor Jericho, man. But he did it. He's a trooper. That's why I, I, he, Jericho, he's the demo god, bro. That's he is the demo, demo god. god. That leads us into our last topic, which is Chris Jericho saying he's the demo god and literally winning the war that very night. How crazy is that? It's insane. Yeah, that man yeah. literally manifested that. Like he, he said, I'm the demo god. I know, you know, I make the ratings happen. Uh, and then sure enough, AEW won that night by a substantial amount. To, and, and not yeah. only that, the, the holy grail, the demographic, the 18 to 49, they more than doubled NXT's 18 to 49 demographic. That's crazy. Is I think it was like a 2.29 or something, whereas um, the um, yeah, NXT yeah. was a 0.14. It's crazy. That's crazy. Do you think, yeah. Do you Good. think if NXT had like sort of counter programmed or been like, oh, we're doing a extra little pay per view thing here, like would that have changed? I think things? it would have. I think, I think what I've noticed, at least my point of view, I think that um, NXT doesn't do well unless they promote a special show. Mm. And, and, and you know why I know that's true? Because I'm only tuned into NXT when it's uh, a special show, as in like the tune in live. Tune in live, right. Um, those are usually the times I pick NXT um, live. So 
every other every other week I'm watching AEW. And it showed, I mean, but here's the thing. Let's also, we talk about ratings. Let's talk about the fact that the overall viewership, which a lot of people aren't pointing out, actually went down this week. So the overall viewership went down maybe a percent or two. I don't remember the exact figure. Um, maybe 100,000 people, I think, less. Mm-hmm. So that was, to me, that was a loss in that sense because, yeah, more people t- t- tuned into AEW, but I also think that means more people tuned out of NXT. So that, mm. that, I don't know. It's it's weird it's that weird. NXT's no ratings are so yeah. yeah so up and down. A, to me, AEW's is a little bit more consistent. So it shows that their fans stick around a little bit. So a little bit weird. But uh, yeah, Jericho says that, and then all of a sudden, um, all of a sudden they win. Now here's the thing, though. Uh, it has come out that the person who won that demographic, who was the most popular on the show, was yeah. uh, Moxley and Cage. So Moxie wow, and Cage uh, were really the ones who yeah. affected the, the demo there. So the 18 to 49 one, John Moxley is, is over. Simple as that. I mean, he was over in WWE. Tasseled Brad Cage. Yeah, it, as, soon as, Taz, as soon as Taz says the word <laughs> shit on live TV, when he says shit, the 18 to 49 demographic comes alive. They're like, this is our guy. He cursed. Brandon's attitude era loins just, just, his ball, know, his just, ball uh, just fill with anger. You know, filled up. I was ready. I was loving it. It was so good. Brandon's like, take that WWE. <laughs> you know, he's just like, <laughs> that's what I screamed at the TV. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, no, Taz has been fantastic as far as the manager role here. Yeah, so abso- absolutely. Um, and guys, I mean, like I said. Thank you so much I mean, for joining us. This is episode 89. I do say, uh, I do want to get more people on this podcast. So on social media, tag some people, man. I want to help some other podcasts. I would love to have some people on and people in the live chat right now. If you want to be in the podcast, let me know. You know, I, I want to, I want to get some more guests going because I think, yeah. you know, I've always said, you know, I know me and Brandon have gotten into this nice groove. And for a while I was like, I just want it to be me and Brandon. Uh, it, it's the shows are, are doing very well, but. I feel like we've gotten too comfortable. That's not a good thing. You know, you got to change it up every now and then. All right. Look at Chris Jericho. He's like the Madonna professional wrestling. He changes it just when you think it's getting, you know, a little bit stale. So I think that's where we're at. It's like we feel I feel like we need to inject some inject a lethal dose <laughs> of poison <laughs> into a Kenny for your thoughts podcast. So. So just yeah, let's, let's do it, man. Yeah. I, I, I'm looking back at the old episodes and, you know, uh, interviewing people like Verbal McMahon or Josiah Williams and yeah. things like that. You know, it doesn't even have to be just the big names. I like to get eyes on other platforms as well. So, yeah, I think we'll get, we're going to go back to that, Brandon. But any any final thoughts before we go? And maybe we'll just end this episode and then we'll come back live. It'll be like The Undertaker's last <laughs> ride. You know, you think it's over and then an extra episode, you know, just kidding. But <laughs> Beating faces once and only fans from me, ladies and gentlemen, maybe this could happen. Especially if Brent, are you, are you making, are you making stuff up? Because I don't, I don't see no, anybody. It's is right here. I see it in the chat. Well, you're making stuff up. I don't even see it's that a, in the chat. Brandon should make an OnlyFans. Yes, Brandon, I do not see want. that in the chat this right now. I do not see that. Money. Brandon is making shit up. I'm, I'm reading it right here. This is supposed Brandon, to happen a little Brandon, while ago. What, like Brandon, froze. what will your OnlyFans look like? It's going to be good. Oh, I, I, dude, this, this is going to be the best content ever, bro. <laughs> just, just, just $1. Brandon's going to be, yeah. Brandon's going to only charge a dollar for his OnlyFans, right? $4. But then the photo set's going to have, like, you know, pay the extra $30 <laughs> if you want to see the, the full the full butthole. Full you know, thing, yeah. The, 
<laughs> no, we should have just titled this the butthole episode because with the camera grimes between the Dr. Pepper, between your OnlyFans. OnlyFans, this is what the people want, man. We're taking this to the next level. Uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna look into this. We're gonna look into this. You know, OnlyFans, Kitty's Patreon, OnlyFans. Kitty's got an OnlyFans already, right? I thought you did. <laughs> I thought you had one already. <laughs> Why would you I assume think- that I have an OnlyFans? <laughs> Brandon, Brandon oh, wishes man. I had an OnlyFans. That's what it was. Brandon's like, uh, I'd subscribe. Uh, uh, why not? Why not? Brandon, what's your hand doing back there? Look at his hand uh, right now. It's like behind me. It's like kind of weird. Yeah, put your hand there. Yeah, there go. Yeah. Sorry. He's like, Brandon's like, good show, good show. <laughs> he put, put the two fingers up. A bit, the, yeah. the, the Doug Williams, you know? I gave the Doug Williams. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> oh, no, the Nigel McGinnis, sorry. Why do I say the Desmond Wolf? That, uh, I, yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> but anyway let's go before brandon hits on me even more and makes me feel uncomfortable so thank you sure. guys for listening to episode 89 bigger and better things to come guys thank you